This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. And I have my brother on here, Brother Justin. You want to go ahead and say hello, brother? Hey, how y'all doing? I'm um, happy to be here. Good. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm excited to have Brother Justin on. You know, the Lord connected us. And and I was actually thinking about reaching out to Justin because of I want to do more financially and he kind of like is very diligent in a lot of areas really that i lack like fitness <laughs> and 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 uh i mean i'm i'm good with finances but you know i need to learn more in that area and so i was thinking about reaching out to him but i kind of didn't do it and then the lord would have it that he reached out to me for something else and so i knew that once once you did that brother i knew that was the lord that was kind of kind of putting this together and so when that happened, there was something that came across my, my radar, something that weighed on my spirit a little bit. And it's in this area of kind of relationship coaching or even sort of like the uh, some of these ministries, these uh, seemingly Christian ministries, right? Um, that that have a, a heavy focus on relationship coaching. And so I wanted to get Brother Justin on here um, just to kind of chop it up with me a little bit. And hopefully we can we can edify you guys. Hopefully we can put you up on game a little bit. That's kind of what I want to walk away doing <laughs> in this discussion. But I want to open up with this, brother. I just want to ask you this question. I asked you when we were kind of preparing for this. Mm -hmm. What is your take on relationship coaches? So my take is basically I'm a real big on component on prayer. I really believe on seeking the Lord and um, lean not to my understanding. I feel like there's this should, in my personal opinion, there's no need for relationship coaches because like in the Bible, it says he that found a wife in the Bible. There's really no dating, you know, because there was arranged marriages and things like that. So I really believe that um you know I, I feel like if a person wants to pursue somebody somebody you know you have your pastor your spiritual accountability you seek counsel you pray you fast and seek the lord and things like that i don't want really to feel like you need to go to a person and say do this person need this and person need that because sometimes your preference is, is like you can miss your blessing trying to be overly indulgent in your preference and things like that so from that perspective, I feel like we really seek the Lord and just really be prayerful. There would be no need for that. But we do need counseling that the Bible speaks on highly on that. Right. Absolutely. Right. And so so there's a reason why we're talking about this tonight. The reason why why I reached out to Brother Justin about this topic is because I'm seeing a lot going on. And I do believe it's the Lord's will for us to talk about this tonight. Mm -hmm. There's almost like this 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 spectrum that I see where. You have on one side, it's kind of like these coaches or even ministries that have an extremely heavy precedent on relationships and dating, right? And what I'm finding is that a lot of them, 
either they they just say it telling people and it usually they're women let's just say what it is <laughs> they're just telling people what they want to hear or they they're giving sound advice right but it's not necessarily from god and then on the other end of the spectrum which we'll get to in a, a little bit later is i'm seeing that there's like uh it's just like a new thing that's out now where it's almost preaching like a doom and gloom message and it's almost like a, a, a beating people uh, beating women over the head about everything that they're doing wrong and I, I guess the overall issue with all of it is that I think it, folks are making it more complicated than what it needs to be I agree with what you said brother that in this area of if you want quote unquote dating or romance or courting whatever it is all we really have to do is just seek the Lord Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, and, yeah. Go ahead. That's right. That's right. Um, seeking the Lord is very, you know, the Bible says it seeking you shall find and knocking the door shall be open. If we really put the Lord first, there'll be no need for us going to outside sources. It's a man of God I watch. Uh, what's his name? Tony Evans. One thing he said that sticks with me God is our only source. My friend, he's, our only, he's our only resource. A lot of times people, when these ministries be praying on these women, like uh, I believe some of these women have, I can say men too, because it, it can go both ways, but it's mostly women have an idol in their heart about marriage because like they might go to a lot of weddings and you know, they might be in their late twenties or 30 and things like that, or maybe even 40. And they think they seen their friends have children and get married and having the life that they desire. And the enemy comes in and, and, and whisper in the air and play on that and things like that. But if you really seek the Lord, and really, really stay before him. It's just like the story about, and like the story of Ruth. She was minding her own business, but Boaz noticed her. Like, and being Proverbs 31, I can go on and on, but that's my perspective. Exactly, man. It's like she was minding her own business. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't going all out of her way to try to figure out like what is this what what is the magic button that i have to press or what's the equation that i have to do how do i have to dress how do i have to look how do i have to act she wasn't trying to obsess over this particular issue of finding a husband right she was just simply living her life doing what she needed to do as far as working where she was supposed to work laboring where she was supposed to labor and then boaz noticed her yes he noticed her and i and so i agree with you that a lot of times there's an idol that can be in someone's heart and what that idol causes you to do is it causes you to obsess over this particular issue and so i want i want to be clear as we talk about this this i'm not saying there's anything wrong with the desire to want to be married or the desire to, you know, uh, want to have a family or something like that. That's, that's of God, but it's almost like, I'm going to use this example, right? <laughs> For lunch today, I had some wings. I had about, I had about eight wings. I think that, I hope that's a decent serving size for, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For, for, for my height and weight. But if I had sat at that table and ate, or if I had sat at that table and eaten 28 wings, instead of eight wings now i've moved into this area of excess i've moved into this area of lust right because i moved out of the out of the 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 
the the fruits of the spirit, which we know is self-control. And I moved into kind of this space of being consumed by it to the point where I'm so consumed by it that that's all I consume. And so what I see happening is sometimes we can obsess over something so much and we're so consumed by it that all we do is consume that type of content. So then when we consume that type of content, these these uh, relationship coaches, they know that this is an idol that's in people's heart and they seek out intentionally to exploit that idol for for selfish gain. Yeah, that's that's correct, man. Like um, like in Proverbs thirty one, it, it talks about the woman being like rubies. Like rubies are very very rare, and basically she was an entrepreneur and things like that. If you really just dissect the um, scripture and things like that, and like um, the Bible also says that we're all fearfully and wonderfully made. If everybody can understand that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, and God did a good job, He's very intentional when He chooses your spouse for you because. I believe that we all have, we're we on this road, live for God. We have an expected end. So on, on that way to the, you know, to the destination, which is the kingdom of God, which is heaven, right? God has our life planned out, but we have to stay inside his will. And the enemy comes in through our, you know, through our fleshly desires. Like you said, there's nothing wrong with being married. I want to be married one day. You know, so I would love to have children, but it's not an idol in the forefront of my heart because I, I really desire to serve the Lord. Like I want to, Win souls. I want to be faithful to God. I want to be, you know, what I'm saying a good example in my job and my family, so people can come to the Lord. It's way more like even in the Bible, like marriage didn't make the cut in heaven. Cause we're gonna be married to Jesus. So from that aspect of, we just have to use wisdom and understanding and our discernment to understand and examine ourselves daily to understand, like, okay, and my design is more than my design of the Lord because I've seen people get married. And their their marriages crumbled quickly because it was idle in their heart, and they were not patient and waiting on the Lord. And you can go through churches, some churches, and do a survey, and a lot of people be like, "I should have waited." And marriage right now, <laughs> I should have waited. Like Lord, if I would have waited on you, I, I, you would renew my strength. Like Lord, I'm so sick of this. But even though we get tired of waiting, even though we get impatient. It's very important to exercise all the fruit of the spirit so we can understand that the Lord has a plan for us and we should um, surrender to his will. Yeah, absolutely, brother. So so the first thing that the relationship coaches won't tell you is that they plan y'all. You know what I mean? I just want to say I just want to say it real plain and real simple, specifically the ones that are like on the kind of like the. um the 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 happy the, the typical ones a lot of times they are building ministries and building backs building ministries off of the backs of women who are obsessed over these things mm-hmm. you know by the grace of god this ministry has been been on youtube for a little while now and i i haven't really counted but i can tell you that in about five or six years or something like that i probably haven't discussed the topic of uh, marriage and, and dating, I probably have only discussed it a few times yes. because that's really all that's needed. It's really not that complicated. But what these ministers will do, and some of them are secular and some of them are Christian, but either way, they're ministers, right? Mm-hmm. 
what they will do is they will talk about this stuff literally like every day or every week. Mm. It's like you go to some of these channels and if say if it's I did this, I did an actual sample size of one in particular. I'm not going to tell you which one it was, mm. but I went go to this guy's channel out of his last 15 videos that he put up. Ten of them were about relationships and dating. Mm -hmm. And I'm just looking at it like it's really not that complicated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, and it really doesn't doesn't deserve this type of attention there's no balance like you talk about it's just a one-sided type deal yeah yeah like um when the lord i feel like when the, this is my personal opinion like you know i don't really have a ministry or anything yet i'm still waiting on lord to you know let the, let these things be fulfilled in his in the due season um god has got a balance like if you study like jesus he talked about hell he also talked about the kingdom of god he also talked about this he talked about that and all throughout the Bible, there's like different topics in the Bible. Like if your whole time ministry is based on relationships. Now, can God do that? I believe God can do anything because all things are possible. But I do understand that souls being saved, people being set free from addiction and bondage is way more important. Because like at the end of the day, all these things shall be added. It's not that deep. But these people are playing on people's emotions, on their carnal desires. And that's not cool, but at the same time, it's like we have to use wisdom on our own because a lot of times, like like the saying goes, fool me once, fool me twice. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. If, if we use the proper discernment and wisdom, we won't fall for these things. Because sometimes I get in my feelings sometimes. Like, I didn't, I'm going to usher my church. I didn't usher weddings. I just want to usher wedding this weekend. It don't bother me. I'm happy for everybody. Praise the Lord. Look. Mm -hmm. I'm not in a place where I want to be married at the moment anyway. You know, I'm enjoying my life anyway, you know. So it's just, it's about, about the proper wisdom and really got to be prayerful, man. That's really, really about. Exactly. It's about being prayerful. And I want to, I want to say this too. I want to be clear about something that I'm not necessarily saying that the, the information that these guys give is wrong. I'm not saying that it's wrong, right? Some of it, to be honest with you, like I may have watched one or two videos. I'm like, you know, what the what the person's saying, it makes sense. Yes. But one of the things that I've learned is that what makes someone a false prophet is not necessarily about if what they're saying is true or false. Mm -hmm. It's about if what they are saying is coming from the throne room of God or not. So you can say something that is technically true or technically factual, something that makes sense. But if God didn't instruct you to talk about that as much as you're talking about it, what you're basically doing is exploiting God's people or you're you're spamming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just you're just using a cheat code to basically try to build ministry off of the back of these people of uh, people. It makes me think of the scripture. I think it's Second Timothy three and six, and I'm pulling it up right now. Um, I really need to get the whole context, but uh, let me go up a little bit. It's Second Timothy. I'm gonna just read it from uh, chat uh, from verse 
verse five. I don't know. I'll read it from verse one. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. But this is what I want to get to verse six. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Right. So so the Bible talks about these, quote unquote, silly women. That word silly means dwarfs, meaning that they're they're arrested in their development spiritually hmm. so it's talking about these silly women and what's the cause of it the bible says it's diverse lust hmm. you know and the lust uh yeah sure it can be uh you know physical lust or whatever because a lot of these guys i noticed they do tend to be very handsome right so it's like you you know that's no coincidence in my opinion hmm. but it's also just the overall lust for that companionship or that marriage or that lifestyle mm -hmm. and it's like they they watch this stuff and the stuff is factual but they never come to the knowledge of truth mm -hmm. because the motive the motive is not there yeah that's right that's right when you have um like one thing about lust is like lust is never satisfied no matter how much you feed it no matter what you do you always gonna have to keep feeding it and it's like you, you will never achieve any type of satisfaction and a lot of times when a person is, you know, in their, in their vein, they keep watching the same videos or constantly think about it, eventually it's going to start affecting your dreams. You know, I'm a firm believer that God speaks through dreams. And like then you might be thinking you're hearing from the Lord, like you might end up having a dream about somebody that ain't no way. But at the same time, that's where you still got to be prayerful and seeking the Lord because like um, a lot of people are building ministries to take advantage. You know, it's a lot of big time mega churches and all mega churches are not false, but a majority of them are teaching this doctrine and people have itching ears. Like, oh, please tell me what I want to hear. Like I'm into fitness. It's all about having a balanced diet. It's okay to have some cake every once in a while. Enjoy yourself. Don't eat no cake every day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't, don't eat no honey bun every day. Like, and like, um, I, I believe in the scriptures talks about um it'll become a time that it'll be hard for people to endure a sound doctrine. The word endure means to fight. Like just imagine a person being on a treadmill and you're in a fight, you begin hitting the body, you gotta move, you gotta do all this. Like it's hard to endure, like being be patient, forgive, wait. Those very things, th those are things that are hard to understand or perceive if like, especially you you you, you just start living for the Lord. Even if you are living for Lord for a minute, being patient is one of the most hardest things ever. Like one of the most hardest places in Christianity is when you get the word and the in-between part. That's that's the hard part until you mm. uh, uh, obtain the promise. So a lot of times that's what the enemy attacks you with. He'll bring counterfeits in your life. He'll bring he knows that you're impatient, so he'll bring false people in you know in your life. And if your discernment is not right, now you're in a position where, well, I got what I wanted. But now you're miserable. Maybe you, if it's if, if it's a woman watching this, maybe you like this guy. He's very handsome. He has the money you want. He come to church and things like that, blah, blah, blah. But you end up talking to him. Y'all end up getting married. He might be abusive. 
but you mm -hmm. didn't pray because you're you're driven by your lust. You, God knows the end from the beginning. That's why prophecy is very important. Like God, He knows the end of the world. It's in the Book of Revelations. He knows New Jerusalem and things like that. That's why you have to seek the Lord and understand. Like for me, if I end up marrying the wrong person, it could destroy what God potentially have within me, and I might amount to nothing. But one of my one of my strong prayers that I I want I want to do whatever the Lord have me to do to the fullest extent. At the end of my life, I don't want to have any regret. I don't want to be derailed by a false relationship, by my own lust, because we all have, you know, things we battle and struggle with mentally and all the things like that. that the enemy going to attack all of us. That's just what it is. But like I keep coming back to being prayerful <laughs> in the body of Christ. We need to pray more. We need to fast more. We need to put up, offers our bodies, offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. So when God do decide to do it, because a lot of times God might keep a person away from us to protect both of us. Because we're not ready. We might think we're ready because we have our finances, but spiritually we're not there yet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And one of the things you touched on, I want to, I want to reemphasize is when something does, when, when we become obsessive over something, sometimes it can invite the enemy in to bring deception. Yes. And one of the things I've seen over the years, I'm not talking about any, anybody in particular, <laughs> But one of the things I've seen over the years is I see a lot of times um, sisters in the Lord will talk about word of marriages. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll talk about how, you know, God promised them this husband and all of this. And the fact of the matter is that God can absolutely do that. Yes. Like he, he certainly can do that. But I see a disproportion amount of sisters talking about it and discuss discussing it versus brothers in the lord mm -hmm. you know because I, I watch uh female channels and male channels so it's like i don't see the guys talking about it as much mm -hmm. now does that mean that they're not getting them i don't know or does it mean that they're not they're not pu putting it out there for everybody to kind of see i don't know but what i do know is is i have noticed that it's it's a disproportionate amount of people that talk about it and sometimes i've even seen them not come to pass wow. and so when you really think about that it's kind of like well was that god or was it not god or was it god and something went wrong i don't really understand those situations well uh, when it come down to like like let's just say a person had a dream um you got to test it against the word of god you got to pray over it. You got to seek counsel. You need to find other spirit-filled believers, maybe people that have the gift of dream interpretation, because that's that's a gift. And you really got to really seek the Lord because you don't want to just go off. Oh, I heard the Lord. I'm good. It's good to take the word and run with it, but sit on it for a second. Wait, because if this guy's going to come to pass, because God don't lie. At the same time, you got to make sure this is not a dream coming from the enemy or your flesh because it like there, there are three avenues. You can get a dream from the Holy Spirit, your flesh, and the enemy. That's why my personal, what I'd like to do, I like to keep my mind at a still place at all times. That way, when I do go to sleep, I want to have majority of my dreams from God. I'd be really careful what I watch and things like that because like it's very, very important. You don't want to put anything on your mind and things like that. You got to be careful what you watch before you go to sleep because you watch a horror movie, you go to sleep, now you have nightmares. You just invited a demon in your house. Now, mm -hmm. you got to plead the blood of Jesus. 
the things it's not that the things that he's saying are necessarily false because if i'm being honest there's a lot of things points that he make that he makes that are true the 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 issue is that we as believers don't need to be getting worldly advice about a godly matter that's good and that's that's the challenge that a lot of us are facing is that we are going to worldly people for marriage when God is the one who created and instituted marriage. Yes. And so a lot of times it does sound like it sounds good. It's, it's a good idea, but it's not necessarily a God idea. You know, and so so what's happening is, you know, these women are calling into his show and he's giving them which in my opinion is, 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 is a decent perspective because what's actually happening is feminism has conditioned women to try to conduct themselves like men. This, This is the great, the great lie of feminism is that you can be just like a man. You can be a man or be just like a man, right? That's that's basically what it boils down to. The problem with that is that men aren't attracted to men. (laughs) So what we're what we're seeing is kind of like a a, 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 it's it's like a I think it's a great humbling that we're seeing where guys are kind of making it known. Like I want a woman. I don't want a, a competitor. I want someone to compliment me, not someone to compete with me. So I think we were talking about this before and how sometimes if you listen to women describe themselves today, a lot of times they will state a lot of stuff that actually sounds like the perfect dude. They'll be like, you know, I make a whole bunch of money. I I got a whole bunch of status, a whole bunch of degrees. Um, You know, I'm independent. I'm all of these these other type of things. And to me, and as a as a man, I'm thinking everything you just named, I already bring that to the table. So my question is, what are you going to bring to the table to compliment me and not try to com- compete with me? And I believe that once we come into the faith, right, this is when God is able to give us our proper sort of way that we learn how to compliment one another. Yeah, that's 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 um completely true. Like um, you know, in the Bible, a woman is a help me. And like um, it's not it should never be a competition. It should never be like I have this, I have that, what do you have? Like it's okay, let's be real. When you get married, yes, you need money. Obviously. We don't want to stay outside, we wanna stay in our car, we don't want to eat off the dollar menu every day. Let's let's be real. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay to have the degrees and education and all these things, all these things are good helps you, you know, to, you know, have a, a, I feel like a decent lifestyle and things like that. But like, you're right. A lot of times, um, it probably comes from like their family background. Like sometimes uh, they've seen their they mom get mistreated or their grandma or something like that. Um, you know, both sides of the spectrum. So women probably feel like I got, they got, um, they got like, I got to do all this. I got to take care of myself. You know what I'm saying? I really don't need no man and da, 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 this, da, da, that. I remember I asked my friend, I was like, uh, I said, we was in the army. Let's just say we were stationed together. I'll talk to my female friend. 
I said, if I was to get shot, can you drag me 50 feet? She said, mm. no. I said, I need a, like, in certain situations, like, in certain places that women are not <laughs> meant to be, because if I get shot, I need somebody to get me off the battlefield. If you do get <laughs> shot, you get on your shoulders, we can run off. Now, mm. I'm not saying I'm against women in the military and things like that. It's just, in society, you really have to learn what got, like, you really have to really turn down the knob on society and get into the word of God and understand, like, what is a woman? You know what I'm saying? What is a man? Because a lot of times, I have one of my friends said something so funny. I asked about this minister. I said, how you feel about the minister? She said something like he's a little effeminate. And I didn't pick up on it. Then I started looking at him. I was like, oh, yeah, he's a little whatever. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of women can pick up on, are you a man or not? It don't take long. The way you carry yourself, how masculine you are. It's not about lifting weights. It's about do you stand? Are you, you know, you know the, quali the qualifications of a man and real women, I don't care what nobody say. Even though women is afflicted with Jezebel and Delilah with all, all that, you put your foot down, I've learned most women love a man that's a man, that stands, that's, this is what I believe, this is what we're doing, I am a leader. You know how, like, it's a joke, you know how women be like, I don't know what I want to eat. Yeah. Most, women, most women want you to choose, you know what I'm saying, because like, <laughs> Right. You know, sometimes women can be indecisive, and that's okay because, of, you know, the way their body's made because of the estrogen, they're more emotional. And men, we, we think more logical. That's why we balance each other out. If you, you know, if we're both butting heads because it's like a competition, you, we should help each other and complement each other, not fight and argue like, what's the point of that? You know, so, like I said, we need the word of God to really define what's a woman or a man. And it has to be taught properly because sometimes that's where we drop the ball in, in Christianity. Absolutely. I agree. I agree 100 percent. And just like I said, women, all a woman has to do is just be a woman. Same thing with the dudes. All a man has to do is just be a man. Is it what I this culture does not want men to be men. Nope. They just don't. And and a lot of what men are taught about how to how to relate to a woman is is really not even what women desire on an in on an instinctive level. You know what I mean? Like, like a lot of it is a bunch of sounds good, but like you said, just put your foot down, hold to your integrity, be a man, don't compromise. And if you do those things, that's what's going to ultimately get you respect. And it's like either someone can can accept that or not. But either way, you still have your integrity. Yes. And you're right, man. It's like the the society. And, you know, it's this, the spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate goal is to destroy the 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 male and the female. Mm -hmm. You know, God created Adam and Eve. And so we see this effort to just blend everything. Mm -hmm. I saw something recently, not to get too far off topic, about how they now want to put. Uh, now, they now want to allow pregnant women to be in the like like doing active stuff in the military <laughs> um, okay. not like anything administrative but like active warfare or whatever it is in the military mm -hmm. and you just think about it as someone in your right mind it's like okay technically they might be physically able to do that fair enough but is that the best scenario for this country and is this the best scenario for that particular woman to be in combat while she's pregnant? 
you know it's 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 like stuff like that shows you the 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 times in which we live it's like this whole jezebel ahab mentality just just heightened so much recently and it's becoming somewhat unbearable to be honest with you like like to be, just be a normal dude in this in this country is becoming somewhat frustrating yeah. Now I'm 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 trying I I try not to well I need to try harder but I'm trying not to focus on it too much you know just keep my mind focused on Christ and focus on the great commission and stuff like that and that's how we keep our peace yes. but when you hear foolishness like this it's like man it's just so obvious that they don't want any type of definition between male and female they just want everything to be blurred and combined together. That's a very good point. Like, um, you know, men, we're the head. So we're, we're the men to be in leadership um, in most aspects and things like that. You know, just, you know, speaking about, you know, through scripture and things like that. And what the enemy does is, first, first thing he does is, people think he go for the church first. No, he destroy the family because think about these single mothers. If a single mother, let's just say she had three kids. Now, I'm not saying being a single mother is wrong because things happen. Before you came to the Lord, it, it was what it is. It is what it is. We all made our friendship mistakes. We're under blood now, so it's okay. Um, the enemy loves to destroy the man first because, like, when when Adam fell, God called Adam. He didn't call Eve. It's the man's responsibility to hold down the household, protect the house. I remember one time I was leaving the park. I wasn't even praying. Like the Holy Spirit moving for me like the wind. It's just random. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, "It's a man, it, I, per, I hold a man personally responsible for what happens to his, in, in his house. The man should be the strong man in the house. Like, like Christ said, you cannot spoil the house unless you bind a strong man first. So if you make these, these men lust feel like they addicted to pornography or, or, you know, just driven by their lust and they're not being a true man, they end up being, you know, overly aggressive, overly passively aggressive. So many things that that's not in God's will or God's desire or God's definition of a man. You end up going places and doing things like, you know, basically helping the enemy out. Because like a lot of these dudes out here see a girl like, oh, she fine. Oh, she did, she did. Next thing you know, you know, you might have a couple baby moms and things like that. And people think that's cool because all the rap and all that type of stuff. That stuff ain't cool because that child needs their father. It's a woman cannot raise a, a, a man. She just cannot. Because like women, they do a very good job. I just seen a lot of single moms, they hold it down. I promise that they are. But if it's, it's a lot better when a, a man is in the house to really hold it down. Not just to pay bills, but really be that strong man, that strong guard. This is what we're doing. This is the direction. I'm following Christ. You follow me. You're going to help me. So you do your part. I do my part. And we can obtain much success. But we got to be in a proper order. That's where the enemy, he wants to destroy the home first. And then in the body of Christ, now we're all in the wreck because everything is out of order. Exactly. And so staying on topic brother it's like we don't need fifteen thousand videos about you know how to get a man how to keep a man how to get a woman how to keep a woman all we have to do is get in this word like you said be prayerful fast pray don't have any idols in our hearts and think and the lord will sort things out however he sees fit 
you know, he'll sort things out however he sees fit. But what happens is when we are obsessive about something, we like to rehearse it. You know, we like to rehearse it in our minds, you know, and, and this is something that I even had to repent for because as I was thinking about this topic and, re- and really meditating on it and thinking about how people just idolize these things, what I realize is that I kind of do the inverse of this because there's some carnal people that I listen to as it relates to uh, marriage and women and things like that. And what they say on a carnal level makes a lot of sense, but that's not what God has to say about the situation. So it's like, even, even though they are obsessing over the, the, the grandiose, wonderful idea of marriage, it's almost like I'm taking these red pills and I'm trying to keep myself, um, you know what I'm saying? Grounded, uh, almost against the idea of marriage. And it's not that I'm against the idea of marriage. I think marriage is a wonderful thing, right? But it's like I am listening to all of this stuff that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because the way the way my mind is set up, it's like logical things just, just make me happy. I don't know how else to explain it, man. And, and then it's okay. like when you hear when you're in a world that's so illogical when you finally do hear something that makes sense, it just, it just feels really refreshing. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, it's not from God. And that's where the problem lies. It might be, it might be factual. It might be the trend. It might be true, but God is exempt from all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He, he can do miracles. He can do the impossible. So if you hear something like, oh, you know, 50 percent of marriages ended divorce or or you get married, your wife going to switch up on you. Or, uh, you know, if you go to the divorce course, they're not in favor of you as a man or or your kid. If you have kids, they can be used as a as a as a as a, a bargaining chip or something like that. OK, that might be true in the world, but that isn't necessarily God's plan for my life. And so I had to even repent for that because I was listening to people. And even though they're not considered relationship coaches, they kind of are relationship coaches, except that they are coaching you out of it. <laughs> you know, it's like they coaching you in a different way. And so the, 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 the main point of all of this is that men and women, whoever, any of us, myself included, who are looking to these either carnal ministers or these false prophets for dating relationship and marriage advice. All of us need to repent myself included. Yes. Because yeah. Be, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. I'll just agreeing with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause like the Bible said, a little live and live in the whole lump in the concept of the scripture. Um, Jesus was talking about doctrine, right? So, when you constantly listen to somebody, even though you you know you might be strong in the Lord and things like that, it does have an effect on you. Because like a lot of times they will say things you like to hear. They will say that. And a lot of times they be factual, like you said. And that's how it starts. It's kind of like, like here's a good example. I'm firmly against astrology. I hate when people ask me what my sign is. I am I'm a follower <laughs> of Christ. Can you get up out of my face? Uh, yeah, yeah. But what happens is you start dabbling, dabbling astrology, and this thing you know you're doing tarot cards. Next thing you know, you're just going, going to new age. 
Next thing you know, you, you feel like you're divine and all that, you know. You really gotta always, you are what you eat. That's, that's mm. the point I'm trying to make, you are what you eat. Mm. So even though we have the desire to be married, even though we had a desire to please God, we have to watch what we um, consume on a day-to-day basis because whether we feel like it affects us or not, it always affects us. Just wow. like you, you might be strong on Instagram, your Instagram might be holy, holy as ever. The devil can sneak something on this floor page. You be you be watching like a flashback of Kobe, like oh Kobe shot that shot. Next thing you know, I'm supposed to see that. Uh oh. Next thing you know, <laughs> now, now you now you drifting over here and over there. Ah, yeah. oh, now you now you repenting, crying. Jesus, I promise I won't do it no more. Please, just one more time, just come mm. see about me anyway. But the point is, um, you really gotta watch what you consume. Everybody, because I'm mean, i not perfect, you know, sometimes I be on Instagram a little too long or Facebook and things like that and not really doing what I need to do. But like I said, you are what you eat. Watch, watch what you eat physically. Like you eat with your eyes, your ears, and your mouth. Whatever goes in, like like Jesus said, don't defile you what comes out. But a direct correlation is what are you putting in you? If you just put the word of God in you, that's what's going to flow out. If you're only watching... Uh, just, you know, strong preaching, that's what's going to flow out. If you only watch things that are pure, your heart is going to be pure because it's because you only feeding yourself pure things. You only drink water, your body will work better if you're just drinking Coca-Cola all day. So that's my right. Yeah, praise the Lord, man. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's it's, it's one of the things we got to we gotta stay pure. So let me ask you this, brother. Um, and we ain't doing no, this ain't no match.com or no Christian Mingle or nothing crazy like that. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't trying to put our, put our, put our hat in the race or nothing like that, having this discussion. But for the sake of having this discussion and putting it to rest, right? Because, yes. you know, we don't, we don't talk about this all the time on this channel at all. Yes. So for the sake of having this discussion and putting it to rest, I want to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. As a man of God, you've been walking with the Lord for X amount of years. Yes. What do you actually desire in a wife as a man of God? Well... Somebody asked me this question the other day. This, oh, wow. Here's my answer. <laughs> uh-huh. So this is what I want. When I was in the world, I had a lot of girlfriends. I remember before I came to the Lord, I had three girlfriends at once. So I didn't experience the dating and all that. I didn't experience all that. Now, since I've been living for the Lord, one thing I truly want, I want a woman that listens to me and respects me and trusts me as a leader and always allow me to um, do what God called me to do and help me and not hinder me. Like I want, you know, a woman that, you know, that listens and things like that and, um, you know, have respect for me. And as I have respect for her, a person that could be my my teammate, not my captain, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Have me up here mm-hmm. doing all this, this stuff. Because like, even though when God prepared me and take me where you want me to go, I'm going to, in the future, listen to my wife and get her opinion on things. Yes, I'm going to pray, but you're my help me. I need your help because this is too heavy to me, heavy for me to care about myself. I need a woman that's strong in prayer. Yes, you need. And you want to come down to looks, you know, do looks matter? Of course you do. I don't want to wake up to a person that's like, eh, you know, say, ah, what did I do? But at the end of the day, <laughs> I just want a, a sincere Proverbs 31 woman of God because I'm striving to be the man that God called me to be. And I just need somebody to help me prepare me forward and not hinder me. That's what I want. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, all those things you said make so much sense. And I just wanted to kind of ask you that to just to just show that 
a lot of what you said just lines up with the Bible. It's just focus on being a Proverbs 31 woman. I say, I think this for men and women, the best thing that anybody can do as far as the idea of another mate is just to work on being the best version of yourself. Yes. You know, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Uh, spiritually obviously takes precedent. But if you just focus on being the best version of yourself and cultivating your relationship with the Lord, then if it's the Lord's will, things will come to pass. Yes. It, it ain't going to be no, no magic button or no strategy. You mm. can't strategize yourself into becoming a wife right it's not like if you sign up for this course one of the guys had a course it was like three hundred dollars a a relationship course (laughs) it's not like if you sign up for this course you're automatically going to get a return on that investment so i think a lot of times when people watch these stuff and sign up for it they just they just kind of want to want to immerse themselves in the idea so much that it it almost feels real because it's like you're chasing the the idea of it yeah. You know, um, but but I'm going to answer that que- that same question. The more I think about it over the years, I've learned this. The, the main thing that I look for is pretty much exactly what the Bible says. I'm looking for reverence and loyalty. And loyalty actually is a part of reverence. You know, now now reverence is sound like a casual, you know, a simple word, <laughs> but it's actually a controversial word if you were to say something like that today. You know, because today everything is like, you know, women don't want to submit and all of this type of stuff. So it's like in the Bible, if we want to be technical, Sarah called Abraham Lord. You know, now I'm not expecting my wife to call me Lord. I'm not going to ask her to call me Lord. (laughs) But I bring that up to say that that should at least give you a portrait of the way that it's supposed to go. The Bible says that the head of every man is Christ and the head of every woman is the husband or her husband. And so I think that 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 reverence brings about um, loyalty. Uh, which to me is probably today one of the greatest qualities. Oh, and beauty. I'm also looking for beauty. And let me say beauty is, it is physical. Let's not get it twisted. (laughs) But it's not something that automatically, um, it's not all about physical. My personal belief is that beauty is something that resonates from the inside. So if you, if you, are, are confident in yourself, if you love yourself, if you take care of yourself, then it's like, you know, you're going to treat yourself better automatically. You're going to take care of your skin more. You're going to, you know, focus on your hair a little bit more. You're going to do all of these different type of things because of the love that you have for yourself. There's a beauty of um being in Christ, right? that is kind of resonating from the outside so so those three things reverence loyalty and beauty now what i don't want is i believe that in every man's nature or most most real men's nature they don't want an eve okay 
<laughs> um, like Eve, that. bless her heart. She was impressionable. She was impressionable because she listened to someone other than her husband and also other than God. And it's kind of a fine line to walk because you do want a wife who is who you can um, wash with the word. You know, that's what the Bible says that you can you can, you know, wash her with the washing of the water of the word you know, in that way. So you do want her to, to listen to you, but you just don't want her to be so impressionable that she listens to anybody or, or more specifically anybody else, <laughs> you know, say anybody else. And so it's that loyalty, man, that, that personally, I don't know if you feel the same way about it, but that's kind of a big deal to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a real big deal, man. Cause, um, a lot, I remember being in my church and being part of the men ministry. I remember hearing people talking about like, <laughs> anyway, but um, I've been hearing people talking about like sometimes like your marriage be going good and everything good, but then next thing you know, uh, somebody on the outside looking in that bitter, single, and all that type of stuff, they're trying to come in and say, your husband should be doing that. I won't let my husband get away with that. Okay, well, you, you don't stay here. You know what I'm saying? You don't you know, you're not here because like usually that person be single or they're in the marriage, they're unhappy because their husband is not doing what they need to do or whatever and things like that. So like you're right, people don't need to be impressionable. Like I feel like I listen to everybody. Whatever you want to say, I'm all down for it. And like, you know, what do you, what do you have to say? I listen to your opinion, but at the end of the day, what does God say? And what is your motive? Who sent you? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you coming from a place of bitterness? Like, how you gonna give me relationship advice and you're bitter, or maybe you're in a bad relationship? Now you you come from a, a a bad filter because you need to really work on yourself. Now I'm not saying you might you're always gonna give me bad advice, but at the end of the day, like, what, what perspective are you coming from? You know, exactly, exactly. And I wasn't even thinking about being impressionable in the sense of um, like other women who might be bitter or something like that. I was thinking about guys, but, but I agree wholeheartedly. I actually just forgot about it. I agree wholeheartedly what you said about basically just being somebody that somebody else can whisper in your ear. Mm -hmm. And then you just take, you give what they say precedent over what your husband says. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's, even if it's like a, a man of God, you know what I mean? Um, even if it's like a pastor, right? If a pastor is pastor in that church, your husband, he might be the pastor, but your husband is still the, the priest of your home. You know what I mean? So I hear people say a lot of times it's, it's kind of a debate because some people say, well, what if my husband is not saved? And, you know, what if he doesn't know God? Should I still listen to him and stuff like that? That's kind of tricky. <laughs> that's kind of tricky because, you know, that's why it's so important to choose the right one. Mm -hmm. And I guess sometimes, you know, sometimes people get married. Y'all both might not be saved. Then one person gets saved, you know, but but like if both of y'all saved and. You know, yes, listen to what the pastor says. I'm not saying don't listen to the pastor, mm -hmm. but what I'm saying is that don't hold 
what the pastor or any other man says in a higher regard than your specific husband, because that husband, your husband is the priest of your home. So if he overrides something that the pastor says and it doesn't transgress the word of God, then you should submit to what that husband says, even if it might be a little bit different from what the pastor or some other man says. Yes, and I obviously like, um, you know, God give us pastors, you know, to help us, to teach us, to feed the flock and things like that. And honestly, if, um, you know, honestly, if your pastor is in a good place and he's preaching the sound doctrine and giving sound advice, I feel like your husband more like going to echo anything he says anyway. He might have his own perspective, like, to specific situations in the home and things like that. But if we all um, being led by the spirit of God, everything will work out, you know, because like um, there is a slippery slope, like a perk, like, a, you know, two people come to church and the wife gets saved first, but the husband gets saved first. Now you have all this tension and things like that until that person gets saved or whatever decide to happen. You know, Paul speaks about that. And um, it just really come down to, you know, um, the Bible says my sheep know my voice. The voice of God is very important at the end of the day. Yes, you can li yes, listen to your pastor because he's your leader, but your husband is your head. And, um, you know, you also listen to your wife perspective, you know, because, you know, women don't have, a, a, some people don't even believe women can't preach. I believe women can evangelize and do all these things. Like women don't need to be completely silent. Sometimes people take things out of context. But I just really believe knowing the voice of God and being led by the Lord and honestly, if you don't trust it, pray about it. Because one thing I learned, <clears throat> if you hear something, you go back and pray, the Holy Spirit going to validate whatever you heard. He's going to be like, yes or no. You know, and that's it. So even if you don't, even if a woman don't agree with her husband, go pray about it. God going to be like, listen to him. Or or he going to visit them. I heard a story about a dude was, um, you know, having an argument with his wife. Not a bad argument, but just, you know, a disagreement. He went to go pray at 5 30 in the morning. Like, Lord, go home. The Lord was like, Go home and apologize. You're not going to talk to me. Go home and apologize to your wife. That was wrong what you did. The Holy Spirit will always have your back if you're if you're in the right place. He always going to have your back. Always. And for the woman and yeah. man. So, that's, you know, Christianity is very simple. Listen to God and follow him. Now, is it yeah. easy? No. But it's simple. <laughs> it's simple when, as you said, but. Being led by the Lord, listen to the Lord is not always easy because a lot of times he go against our feelings and our flesh. Like, like that man of God had to leave prayer and go apologize to his wife. I want to spend time with you, Jesus. I want to spend time with you. We want to be so holy. Go apologize to your wife. Go apologize to your husband. You were wrong. It's okay. Humble yourself. There's sometimes that's another thing that's kind of hard. I'm trying to listen to a person that's imperfect because we're all imperfect wow. people serving a perfect God. So that's another perspective we got to think about, like, Sometimes you might like, I feel like I can do it better. I feel like I can do it better. What is Jesus saying? You know, and it might not be what you want to hear. But the objective is, is to please God and make it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Step that's, that's and get the goal. And ha have, a, have a good report before him. You don't want to be on day of judgment and, like, you were you you were uh, disrespectful to your spouse. You, were, you didn't love your wife as Christ loved the church. You didn't respect and reverence your husband properly and things like that because like when you're doing something wrong the holy spirit gonna come see about you eventually you're gonna have to pray eventually even if you don't pray you got you have to go sleep some you have to go to church eventually they're gonna preach a word mm -hmm. you're gonna be on you're gonna be the first one to the altar like lord i surrender i know i was wrong 
<laughs> but at the end of the day, we got we got to listen to the voice of the Lord and just understand the context of what people are saying and what are their intentions. You know, most pastors, well, the good ones, have pure intentions. So it's okay. And just make sure, you know, just make sure you're right and make sure you can help and not be a hindrance. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, we definitely gotta 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 put these golden idols aside. I put this. I put a. I made a video, a solid talk years ago, maybe like two or three years ago. Now, I said the new golden idols are are wedding rings, and I think it's important that we trust God because another issue that people have, and I've had this issue as well, is approaching it from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe it's just how I am. I, I do, you know, I'm kind of a risk management type person. So it's all it's almost like, you know, everything that can go wrong. And I think what's happening is, you know, we was all out in the world wilding out like we were. So many people hurt people. And then so many people got hurt by people that everybody is kind of walking around on edge. So it's like a woman's like, I'll submit to a godly man, you know, if I know he godly and he <laughs> and he served the Lord, but I ain't about to just do it for anybody. And that's fine. I can respect that. Yeah, and guys are like, man, I can trust a woman, but I ain't just going to be trusting any woman. Da, da, da. It's kind of like we, 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 we most of the way want to do it God's way, but then we have to have the faith to be able to put the butt aside. Yeah. You know, right. it's like, okay. God, if you give me a wife, I'm going to I'm going to uh, love her and I'm going to trust you and no but. Mm-hmm. And then it's like if it's a wife, OK, God, if you give me a husband, I'm going to, you know, reverence him and I want to submit to him. But no but. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of what I see happening today is that 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 I don't know whether it's pride, whether it's ego or whether it's fear. I think it's mostly fear. Of probably being hurt or you know fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me or feeling like you you got something coming to you because <laughs> yeah. you know you might be a person you might have been the the trans the hurter the one who did the hurting or do i say it this way the one who hurt other people and then you might be thinking like oh man it might be coming to me so you you're looking at it from a fearful fearful perspective in that way so I really do think we got to approach the whole thing from a space of faith mm-hmm. and not fear. Yeah, like, um, you know, the enemy, he thrives off fear. Like, um, think about the news and all the things going on in the world. Fear makes you irrational. And like, um, when you put your trust in the Lord, he will not He will not let you be put to shame. Like, say, for instance, you might stand on this certain thing and nobody else stand with you, but you know you stand on God's word. He will not put you to shame. Like, you know, like we all have that fear of dating somebody. Like a lot of people, like I had a homeboy. He was scared. He was dating a girl like, about three, four years. And I'm like, what's up? Are you going to marry her? You're like, man, I'm scared. And to this day, <laughs> and to this day, he's faithful to his wife. And, you know, they have a good marriage. They have children and everything's fine. But he was afraid of what if I mess up? Or what if she do this? What if she do that? Okay. I, I don't think of what if. Because, like, I'm a real strong proponent of faith. I, I believe firmly. If you got to stand alone, stand alone. But we're going to trust God. It's with me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. We're going to trust God. We're going to go forward. Like, 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 um, when, um, I believe it was Elisha. He was praying for rain. He didn't see the cloud, but he kept praying until that cloud came. 
because he knew what God said and according to his word and things like that. So when it comes down to fear, how I approach fear, I'm very aggressive. When something makes me afraid, I like to run at it because like it, it bothers me because like a lot of times people go to their grave without achieving great things. Like this same is a man or woman of God is called a ministry, but they're afraid. Like, what do people think? And what, what do God think? Because you got once we stand before God, we're going to own person be standing before him. He going to wow. open that book. What's up? Like, what, what did God think? He wanted you to be a missionary. He wanted you to preach. He wanted you to be an evangelist. He wanted you to lay hands on the sick or prophesy, whatever God wanted you to do. You can't worry about what you can't. You can't control the actions of others. I seen it in the movie once. You cannot control the actions of others. Despite if a person do hurt you, you you stay right. You stay safe. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter what people do. Forgive them, and many times they need to be forgiven. And also use wisdom and understand that we're all flawed and people make mistakes. But also understand that God never ever let you down ever. If he if he says if he you know you, you meet this person. And he says, this person is the one, you know, y'all see counsel, y'all, you know, go to your pastor, y'all do whatever y'all got to do. And God, God verifies you get married. There's no reason to be afraid because what God put together, let no man put asunder. He put everybody together for a specific pur purpose, which is ministry and, you know, to cultivate and have children and have disciples that way. Right. And I'm glad you said that. I want to, I want to point this out as well. Seek godly counsel. Yes. I'm not. I'm not suggesting by this solid talk. I should have said this an hour ago. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> suggesting in this solid talk that you don't consult anybody. Yes. I just. I just believe the Lord is pulling us away from these false ministers and these false prophets. Yes. But if you have a godly pastor that mm -hmm. you can get with one on one or or maybe it's ministry like i know uh there's a, a pastor i listen to uh jd hawk bolden he teaches a lot on marriage and i believe that his teaching is sound doctrine um and he he doesn't obsess about it like it's just a part of his ministry but it's not his whole ministry <laughs> you know what i mean it's just it's just a very balanced part of it but definitely seek seek godly counsel in that way so what i want to do brother i don't want to stay on too long but I want to just read a few comments and it looks like I waited too long to, um, to scroll up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I missed a lot of the comments, but the, the first one that I see here, I'm going to go ahead and read and I might not be able to get to all of them. Sister Marsha says, I had some stranger tell me in a comment section on YouTube that I was going to meet my spouse in February. And I replied and said, I will meet my spouse whenever the Lord ordains it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like we got to test the spirits of everything. And that word could have been from the Lord or could not have been from the Lord. But I think your perspective on it in that, you know, the, I'm going to meet him when the Lord meets him. If it's supposed to have been in February, then it would have been. You know what I mean? So so that's the good mentality to have about it. That's perfect. I love it. Yeah, HGM says this is a very interesting topic. I've known my fiance for 10 years, but it's only this year that the Lord has permitted it. I also realize that I have a lot of misinformation and need counseling. Well, praise the Lord. Um, let me see. I've known my fiance for 10 years, but it's the but only this year that the Lord has permitted it. So I would need a little bit more uh understanding of that. What it sounds like they might be saying is 
that you know they weren't supposed to be with him, weren't necessarily supposed to be with him the first 10 years, but now the Lord is kind of allowing it. But but yeah, any type of godly counseling, if you acknowledge that you need that, then that's that's a great step in the right direction. That's good. Uh let's see. Okay, this is a continuation of a comment that I couldn't see the oh <laughs> This is about the, the particular guy that's been kind of trending lately. Sister Kiyama says, people were saying he's divorced and he spends a lot of time in gentlemen's clubs. He had his nerve giving advice. Once again, it's carnal advice. It's carnal advice. And what what that particular guy is saying, it sounds mean, but but really he's just kind of telling telling the response to the way men the way carnal men feel about things today in a sense of because what we're really talking about is value right now this particular guy will tell women that you're you're only valuable if you have x y and z or if you're of this certain age or if you don't have this type of baggage right he's telling he's assessing women's value based off of man-made criteria and this is an area that i struggle in because i've been thinking a lot lately about the concept of value uh the concept of settling and the concept of grace and how all those things work together (laughs) um and what i mean by that is what determines a woman's value according to God? I know what determines a woman's value according to the world and according to my carnal mind, right? There's certain things that, that I, that I uh, prefer out of a perspective, prospective spouse, but do those things line up with how God sees a woman as valuable, right? So I had this discussion a few weeks ago, and I couldn't really get into it like I wanted to because I want to try and be rude. <laughs> um, but I was actually genuinely asking this question. If God sees somebody as new when they come to Christ— are we supposed to see them as new or not? Yeah. You know? That's good, man. (laughs) So there's a lot of criteria in the world Mm -hmm. that I know if a woman were approaching me with, I would not accept it because from my perspective, I would feel like I'm settling based on that criteria. Mm -hmm. But then when I look at uh the spiritual side of it which really should be the only way i should be looking at it (laughs) um if the woman has been made new what does it even matter that's that's right a lot of times people look past it man like um Mm. i remember i asked this question like one of my homeboys a while back right you know you know so a lot of people have double standards i asked my homeboy i said hey let's just say you meet this chick right what if she said the day before you get married, she had sex with a hundred men? Would you marry her? 
Now she came to Christ. Hold up, brother. You can't just throw that on her. Let me, let me, let me, let me. That was like a shot to, to the gut. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying like, I'm just, listen, listen I got to digest that one, but go ahead. Yeah. All right. So, so, I, you know, I, I, I see it like, okay, she's saved. She on the blood. Like her past is her past and she's made new. I'm okay with it. If God says she the one, I'm, I'm down for it. I don't care what you did. Some people, some religious people be on some. Well, I don't know. What you mean you don't know? That person might be the best thing that ever happened to you. You don't know. So mm -hmm. you really have to, you know, I, sometimes I ask extreme questions like that because I love the people to think. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's good to have standards and a preference, but sometimes God knows your heart. You mean, what's what's this story in, there about, in the Bible um, about that um, prophet here to marry the um, married the Hosea? Yeah, 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 man. Like, that's, that's some serious stuff right there, man. Like, Jesus, like, but at the same time, that was God's will. So a lot of times you really, like I said, you got to seek the Lord. You got to make sure, like, you know, if God has somebody for you, even if it don't look like it, even though it may not be what you prefer per se, it's God's will because y'all might end up doing, y'all might not really be most compatible or whatever. But when it comes down to ministry, y'all like a powerhouse. Like people constantly getting saved, giving a vibe. They constantly come to y'all for godly advice. Y'all, um, the women is constantly um, handling the household properly, and other women come to her for advice. And you know, the uh, men see how the man provides and things like that. So it's just based about trusting God, man. Like, I'm just real firm believing in trusting God, yeah. and not and not always thinking that God gonna do exactly what you think because He don't operate like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, there's a couple things I want to say about that. Um, mm. I think. To the to the scenario that you gave, the reason why that's a challenge to people is because of fear and also because of ego, yeah. right? It's because of fear and it's because of ego. Mm. Now, what I mean by fear in that example is in my carnal mind, you know, the carnal mind is enmity against God. I'm looking at it like, okay, she's saved, but that happened yesterday. <laughs> so I'm like, did she get all of that out of her system? Is this something that's going to be a hindrance in our walk? It, you know, like you said, it's a bunch of what ifs, yeah. you know what I mean? And, which basically is fearful because if the Lord tells you this, your wife, and I need you to marry her tomorrow, then it's like, okay, I have to step out on great faith. Great faith. Great faith. And then the other part of it is really just ego. Yeah. You know, because like, how's that gonna gonna infringe on my ego? Mm -hmm. And it also speaks to how we see value in in men and mm -hmm. women. Uh, you mm -hmm. mentioned double standards. Personally, I don't mind double standards. Mm -hmm. I believe that <laughs> there's certain double standards that work for you and against you. And I just kind of let the chips fall where they may. Mm -hmm. But it, it is it is so important that that we learn to put ego aside. The other thing I want to say about that is this. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed is that when I see a woman of God, mm -hmm. and I know that the that the Lord has uh saved, sanctified her, and filled her with the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. all of that other stuff honestly becomes kind of insignificant it's it's like 
in your mind when you think about it and you think about, oh, well, what if this or what if this person's past or what like in your mind. But then when you actually see the glory of God in that woman's life and you see who she is today, you're not really concerned with it. You know what I mean? Like when you see it play out in real life. Yeah, like you know, when God when God saved us and, and we're under the blood, man, all the, our past is irrelevant, man. We all have a past, and you know, like we gotta get look past that. You don't it don't matter like what person background was. It's a lot of <clears throat> guys say drug addicts, people that come out of false religions, all type of stuff, just because they did all that <clears throat> and God sanctified them, <clears throat> God sanctified them and saved them. Who are we to judge, you know, at the end of the day, you know, because like are we hitting on all cylinders? Do we do what we need to do at all times? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and once we get saved, like God said, God says you're, you're pure. God says you're clean. Who are we to say you're dirty? You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. you might look at somebody that's, you know, just got in church, probably been saved six months, and they serve the Lord fervently, you know, and things like that. But then you remember this person used to be a game breaker. He used to do drive-bys. But then again, he tatted up, got it all on his face. And God raised him up to be a mighty man of God. I'm talking about every time he preached the glory of God, everybody on the flow and everything. Then, mm-hmm. but then sometimes people look at him and like, God, how you using him? You know, he's doing it. He had this in his past. I believe it's because he's gonna have. He has a greater testimony. I have, I have a friend now, tatted up. He used to do all type of stuff. He's saved, and he gonna he gonna be a mighty preacher before God, mm-hmm. for real. And there's just sometimes God do that to challenge our perspective and try to. It's like I feel like I call it a heart test. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times you think you want honey, but then God he'll throw a wrench in there like, ah, you ain't hitting all sins like you think you are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely, man. That, that's that's you're right about that, and we need to adopt that mentality. You know, we got to adopt that 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 mentality, man. It's it's the carnal mind is something else, man. Oh, it's rough, man. Yeah, it's something else. That's why we fast, man. Like much as I love to eat, we gotta 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 put that push that plate back, you know. Absolutely. Sister Roxanne says, I personally know two people who claim God told them to go out by wedding dress because they were to marry men who didn't know that they were to marry them. These marriages didn't come to pass. Wow. <laughs> I should probably shouldn't laugh at that. But wow. Yeah. That, and that's what I mean. It's like um, sometimes it play out that way. Focus. Yeah. It's, it's rough, man. Like, when it comes down to, like, um, you feel like you have to get a word from God. Like, now, can do God do anything like that? God can do all things. With, with God, all things are possible. Me personally, let's just say I get a word from God. Let's just say I had a dream or a vision. That's, that's one way God speaks to me. I'm a seer. He gave me dreams and visions. I test all of it. I test to the word of God. Okay, does this line up with the word of God? Okay, good. Let me go see counsel. Okay, how do y'all feel about it? Like, I'll, I'll probably get 10, 15 people pray about it. And I'll say, y'all come back with the word of God because all my friends can hear from God because I refuse to be around people that they came from God. I just, I can't do it. I'm just sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to hear about what happened on Instagram. We need to be praying. You know what I'm saying? It's way more important <laughs> things in the world. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so if you if a person get a word from God, you get a dream or a vision, um, test it against the word of God. Seek counsel. I'm to my constantly put it before God. And like this, this how I do things. Like, let's just say this is the word of God, right? Mm-hmm. This, this is the word God gave you. You put it against His word, and like this is the Bible. And like, if it's true, it's gonna, it's gonna become gold, and it's gonna stay. It's, gold don't crack on the fire and get better. 
You mm-hmm. get better. God going to give you more revelation, more revelation. Yes, this is me. Yes, yes, yes. But if it's false, eventually it's going to start to crumble. Wow. Start to crumble. And this thing you know, that wasn't God at all. That was the enemy trying to deceive you. Mm. Yeah. That was good, Holy Ghost. Where, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. I like that one. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yep. Man. That was good. Uh, King of Grace says, if it isn't Bible-based teachings, I'll pass. I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel the same way. Uh, let's see. Okay, let me go to some other comments. Uh, Sister Deidre says, feminism has infiltrated the church, quote unquote. Yeah, I, I see that happening. I see that happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe that God, and I like how you put the church there in quotes, because I do believe that God's actual church is um, going to reject that. Um, because, you know, if, if you're of God, He's going to build you into a man of God and he's going to build you into a woman of God. And because of that feminism or or any of these other male or female ideologies won't be able to stand once those things, you know, once God builds the men and women to who they're supposed to be. But but as far as like on the whole, I do see that happening a lot in, in the quote unquote church. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very detrimental because it really tries to um, convince women that they can be like men. And then it causes them to uh, conduct themselves like men. Right. And that's not that's not what a man innately desires. So we so so we all have to be intentional about our decision making. Yeah, we do. Traces of Ashes says, yes, independent woman movement, LOL. Yeah. Because what message are you sending if you if you are, you know, saying that you're independent? To me, I'm just taking it as you don't really need me, right? And here's the thing about it. You might be a self-made woman, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. You know, uh, no man wants a bum. Let me be clear about that. <laughs> So when I when I mention the degrees and how much a woman makes and all of that, I'm not saying that any of those things are bad. But what I'm actually saying is that uh, women have to get it up in their minds that those are not the things that a real man prioritizes. Um, a real man is is not concerned about those. Though, well, let me speak for myself. I'm not concerned about those attributes. I'm, there's a whole other list of attributes that come way before that. But that being said, <laughs> uh, I don't want to bum either. You know what I mean? Like somebody that's just there to mooch off you and, and their heart is not pure. Mm-hmm. And I, and I guess that's really, really the, the, the gist of it that kind of goes back to the loyalty point I made. It's about the, the heart being pure. You know, we all have done stuff in the past, like you mentioned, and, and, and we all, Life has a way of bringing us to humility, but I want a woman who, if she has been brought to humility, I want it to have been done by God and not just by some sort of um, conscious tactical decision that she made to (laughs) like to pursue me as an option strategically. 
you know, I want everything to be organically and led by the Lord. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's really good, man. I, I, I completely agree with that. Let's see, I'm a weaker vessel and I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah, I think the the whole um feminism movement teaches shame. Shame for for women being women. Like they will shame a woman. Say if a woman works at home, you could work at home or you could have a job, it whatever. But if a woman works at home, there are other women that might look at her and be like, Oh, you're you're an idiot for working at home, or you need to step into the 21st century, or you know, what happens if your husband leaves you and you don't have anything to put on your resume, or you don't have you know income or yourself, all of these different type of doctrines that folks focus on. HGM says, for as in the last days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that no entered into the ark. Yeah, it, it can definitely be a, and that's, that's the real danger is that it can be a snare, right? Um, that's that's the reason we're talking about this is because it can be a snare to the real mission of God, what he's actually trying to do uh, in your life personally and also, you know, on behalf of the kingdom. If everybody's running around here obsessing over marriage, what type of kingdom work is actually being done? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can only imagine. Go ahead, brother. We should be obsessing over, obsessing over souls, man. It's way more important than being married. Right. I can only imagine on Judgment Day some of these Christian relationship coaches, like they, and I'm not, I'm not trying to wish this on nobody, but they get to, they get before the Lord on Judgment Day, and then He's like, you know, what did you do in my kingdom, you know, to win souls? And they're like, oh well, I was just teaching people how to, how to prepare to be a wife, like five times a week <laughs> every day and, and nobody gets saved or nothing boy that, that's, some, that's some sad story right there man right and, you know and, and you heard the right girl you need to do this you need to do that like oh yeah girl you you know you the one for him yeah that's your husband bro that don't amount to nothing bro like come on man for real like even 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 if god said it okay that's good let's focus on god <laughs> yeah yeah king of grace says he told adam about the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil before Eve was ever created. He absolutely did. Mm -hmm. um, but Eve was aware. She was aware. And the, the way that we know she was aware is because when the serpent came to her, she was able to cite the instruction that God gave to Adam. So it either was God himself or it was Adam, but somebody conveyed that message to her you know and that's what made her impressionable is that she was able to let another being that i guess was a male if it's supposed to be satan another being another male override what either god or her husband had told her um so yeah i'm gonna I'm scroll to the bottom because this we missed a bunch of comments and i don't want to keep you on too late brother i'll just read a few more and I'm about to go back and read them to see if I got in trouble tonight. <laughs> right. Amen either way, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I be like that, man. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Till Hill says, got an email last month that said, happy Wemix Wemix month. Like Mary Xmas got so mad. And for those who might not understand that, um, that spelling, uh, Wemix, W-O-M-X-N, that is like a feminist way to do two things, basically to uh, separate women from men. And then the other thing that it does is it, it, it includes males who identify as female or men who identify as women, and they call them Wemix. So that's how far down we've gotten with this delusion. Yeah, they also have Latinx, you know, because <laughs> like Latino and Latina, so the the actual word I don't speak Spanish, but the actual words in a lot of the Romance languages, like Spanish, have a male and a feminine part to it. So instead of saying Latino and Latina, the new thing that all the woke people are trying to do is they have created something called Latinx, which is where you take the gender out of the language. So that tells you how how deep they're trying to go with this whole uh, erosion of the male and the female. Let's see. Holy Spirit will teach you to be the wife your specific husband needs. Absolutely. Great. Love it. Charmel says, I was just told today that I would be married soon on Messenger. I told the guy I would take it to the Lord in prayer. That's the best thing to do. Just take it to the Lord in prayer. Just take it to the Lord in prayer. Yeah. You know, because because sometimes God does give a, a true word of marriage. Yeah, I mean, you'll say it, Nandi. You don't want to miss it. But then, like you said, just take the God in prayer because God can do something out of the, out of the ordinary like that. He can. So at the same yeah. time, just take the God. It's all good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So we're about to wrap it up, brother. I just want to say this. Um, what the relationship coaches won't tell you. A is really not that complicated. Just get to the word of God and figure out what you're supposed to do as a man or as a woman to build yourself into a husband or into a wife. Get alone with God. Get in the, get in the word. Um, get with godly counsel one on one. Maybe here and there, if you have a question, the Bible says older women uh, instruct the younger women, you know, and so we have shepherds and stuff for that. Is But but these folks that are making something every week, every few days about relationships and marriage, it ain't that much complication in the world. <laughs> it's really not. They are exploiting you. They are making merchandise of you, as the Bible says, and they are capitalizing off of your diverse lusts. And it's up to each and every one of us if we're going to make a choice to listen to these false prophets or if we're going to listen to the spirit of the Lord. Did you want to say anything before we close out, brother? Uh, honestly, man, I completely agree with what you're saying, man. It's just like, like I've been saying this whole entire time. Let's just, let's just go before the Lord in prayer, fasting, stay consecrated before him. Focus on what God have us to focus on in this season. 
Maybe it's not your season to focus on something like that. Maybe he has another plan for you at this moment, or maybe later on, you know, he'll have that, you know, later on down the line. Cause some people don't get married to later on in life, and that's okay. Like um, at the end of the day, God has to be enough. Cause when God is enough for you, and you don't really need all the extra stuff, that's when you, that's when you're in a, a good place, man. I really enjoyed um, you having me on, man. And, been watching you for years, man. I can't believe it, the boy. This, this is something. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know what to yeah. do with myself. <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord, man. I, I thank you for coming on. And mm-hmm. and like I said, I just kind of knew God was behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm always looking for guests on Solid Talk. Y'all probably think I'd be I'd be playing or lying or something like that. But I honestly, you know, but but not just anybody. Mm-hmm. And I know specifically uh, the Lord. The Lord would would have this. So hopefully, prayerfully, man. Um, Lord willing, you'll be able to come on again and we could talk about something other than relationships and, and marriage. <laughs> man, man, I'm, I'm down for whatever, man. Just give me the topic. I'll take my time, do my due diligence and see what the Lord got to say. We'll go from there. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So bro- brother Justin actually does have a channel. Um, I think, is it called Justin Moore? No, it's like Jay Moore. Yeah. Jay Moore. Yeah. J-A-Y-M-O-O-R-E. That's it. Right, and it's on um, YouTube. You want to tell them a little bit about it? Because I watch it, but I'll let you tell about it. All right, so interesting story. So when I got saved, you know, not too long ago, the Lord was like, make a YouTube channel. I was like, he dropped it in my spirit, all right, bit. Months went by, I ain't do nothing. So one day I was um, at Zaxby's in line. I seen this boy, this um, this man, he just he just got saved, and I got excited, yeah. And the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit real strong to go make him a home. Um, to make a YouTube channel. I don't think I got it to phone in the tripod. So uh, my first video is my testimony, how God delivered me from cancer. I'm a cancer survivor. And how mm-hmm. God baptized me, baptized me with the Holy Ghost, like the, the long process of things like that. And um, then I also like talk about financial literacy and things like that. Still seeking the Lord on how exactly I need to go about it, and how I need to structure it, like, um, you know, with my content and things like that. But honestly, I just... I just try my best to obey the Lord and just live my live my life um, day by day, pleasing to be pleasing in His sight. Yeah, praise the Lord, brother. I, I really admire it. I, I see your drive. You know what I mean. I see your drive, and it's it's actually encouraging, man. Because I personally, I need to do way better in that area of having drive. You know what I mean. I, I feel like a lot of times I feel like Barkley. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Charles Bar- Charles Barkley had a lot of talent and he probably could have could done anything on court. And he had a great career. Yes, but yeah. it's like he didn't he never won a championship. And I personally believe that one of the reasons he might not have won it is because like he didn't have that like that dog. Well, I feel like I got the dog, but it's like he just ain't have that enough drive to get that championship. You know, so I'm trying to get from that Barkley level to that Jordan level. <laughs> it's not a competition, but like, but literally just like because of what you say, I want to be able to live out everything that the Lord desires for me to do. So, so I praise God for your discipline and diligence and stuff like that. Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. Like, uh, just one thing God gave me, you know, it's just, you know, it is what it is. Like uh, from fitness to everything I put my hands on, I try my best to. Give it all I got because I'm a firm believer. Whenever my life comes to an end, I want to say I did everything. I turned over every stone. I remember Kobe Bryant. He said something in the interview. He said, I knew my crew when it was time to come to an end because I did everything I could possibly do. 
I gave I gave the game everything I had. So when I seen that, I was like, I wanna do that for God. I wanna make sure I give him every part of me. Like I wanna, if he ever called me to do great and mighty things, I wanna make sure I do it to the fullest extent. I don't care what people think. I don't care, you know, it don't matter. It don't matter, like, you should do it like this, you should do it like that. I, I'm a firm believer, man. Whatever God got for me is for me. He has a dang season for everything. Even if you tell me to do things that I'm probably per se fearful of. Like me personally, I have a fear of public speaking. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but God be the glory. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is, mm -hmm. but it's, it's a scripture. I believe it's in somewhere in Psalms. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. That's, wow. that's what I live by. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Well, thanks for hanging out with me, brother. Thank everybody for chiming in. I'm going to have to go back and look and make sure I ain't get in trouble. Um, but prayerfully, this was a blessing to you guys. Yes. And Lord willing, you know, me and brother Justin can link up sometime in the future. But that's all we have in this Solid Talk family. I pray that you've been edified. You all take care and be blessed.